Money is freedom, and freedom is fun. So I guess one of the roadblocks would be that people aren't sure what they want to do in retirement, or they aren't sure what the next step might be. And that's nothing I can tell you. I mean, I can't sit down and say, well, you ought to want to do this. But what I may be able to do as an advisor is to lead some discussion that will help you discover what it is you want to do. And I think a good advisor does that. A good advisor is more than just getting you money in the bank. It's helping you with self-discovery. It's helping you understand what it takes to get where you want to go. And almost necessarily, part of that is you've got to know kind of where you want to go. I see people who are very successful people, but their picture of retirement is very vague. It's like, well, I just don't want to get up at eight o'clock every morning. Well, you know, that gets old pretty quick. The classic one that we talk about in the advisor business, especially among, you know, kind of driven executive men is I want to play golf more. Well, I can tell you, I have spent time with people who retired and played golf four times a week for six months, and they grow really tired of it really quick. The truth is golf isn't nearly as much fun when it's what you eat every day instead of, you know, four hours of joy on weekends. And so I guess part of being a good advisor is to help people kind of visualize not that vague picture, but a more specific picture of what they'd like to accomplish. So another common roadblock, it may not be such a big deal to most people because they just haven't thought it through like I have, but they really don't know where to go for advice. Among financial professionals, the advice that you get can be vastly different depending on who you approach. And in truth, the, the different approaches probably come by virtue of that person's training and the products and services that they provide. So if you go to somebody with a specific issue and they sell insurance, there's a good chance that their solution to your problem is going to be some insurance product. If you go and talk about that same thing to a a stockbroker, they're going to say, well, we need to open an account. We need to make you more money. So let me suggest some stocks to you that you buy today and we'll just keep managing that portfolio until it grows. If you go to an advisor, they may say, well, you need to have more of a retirement account or you need to do more financial planning. All of those things have a place in the world. But It's a mistake to kind of just go to your next door neighbor who happens to be one of those without thinking about which one and which direction they're going to take you to. It's a very real problem in my world when people's solution is product oriented. So if the solution to your problem is something I can sell you, then there's a danger in that because the people who sell that, they know what buttons to push. They know what the red flags are. They know how to appeal to your emotions. And what they're really doing is figuring out a way to move your money and part of of your money into their own pocket. It's a sales job. Nothing wrong with that. But if I know that, I'm alert to it. If you don't know it, you aren't alert to it and you're going to be a victim instead of somebody who's taking care of things. I think, and I think the world is coming to the vision that it requires a more holistic approach. You need somebody that you can sit down and talk to about things that don't have products to sell, that can talk about solutions that are not product oriented, and then can help you choose the right ones for you and then 
do the right things to implement those. You're more likely to find that as a registered investment advisor or a financial planner than you are a stockbroker or an insurance agent or even the you know, the computer-driven robo-advisors. Those are all product solutions instead of let's figure out what you need and then figure out how to do it. So one of the obstacles is people don't take time to kind of smell the roses as they go along. Whatever plan you come up to should not be so austere that you can't stick with it. You know, one of my things that I talk about is, you know, people kind of hate budgets. To me, and as a guy who's, you know, fought weight issues my entire life, a budget is like a diet. Okay, it just is. It's one of those things that you have to stay to this rigid thing. It's a discipline that you have to do to get where you want to go. Well, I chafe at that. And I think a lot of people do. The articles I read all the time, the budgeting articles I just loathe are the ones that say, well, you know, if you just skip buying that cup of Starbucks every day, you'll have $20,000 down the road someplace. It's not that that's not true. Of course it's true. The problem is nobody wants to skip their Starbucks every day. So when you plant that idea in your head, you're almost creating a self-defeating thing right from the beginning. Well, I don't want to skip my Starbucks every day. Well, no, you shouldn't have to. You should be able to find a pathway that allows you to still enjoy the Starbucks while you're moving towards what you want to do. I always reframe it in kind of a little bit different way, but I, I say, what does it take for me to enjoy what I want to do and still get where I want to go? Another one I hear with great frequency is football tickets. You know, I've had chief season tickets for years. They're very expensive. I get that. And people say, oh my gosh, how do you afford that? I say, you know what? Just on a Sunday afternoon when the Chiefs are playing, go down there and look at the parking lot. There are 70,000 people who came up with enough money to go get those tickets and go. Okay. Every single one of them. It's not a thing where, where, you know, these people are making this ultimate sacrifice. No, it's people from all walks of life have managed to come up with what it takes to go to that game on that Sunday afternoon. So what is it they're doing that you're not doing? Are they making a lecture? Maybe they work in a second job to set aside enough money so that they can do that because it's important to them. See, my thing is you shouldn't have to give up everything to get what you want. You should be able to get the things you want and still accomplish what you want to accomplish. But that requires in part that you know what it is you want to accomplish. You know, another classic kind of example thing is people who give up their vacations every year so that they can save for retirement so they can go on vacation. Okay. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you know, it's, it's like for, for 30 years, I'm going to live in drudgery and then all of a sudden I'm going to live in utopia. Well, that that doesn't work. Why live in drudgery? So you need to find, and there are ways. I mean, that's my point. My, I assure you, there are ways that you can enjoy life today and still accomplish the things you need to accomplish to have a, a decent retirement or the purpose that you want or to take care of your kids and grandkids. You don't have to sacrifice to the point where you aren't enjoying life today. James Stowers founded what became American Century Investors in Kansas City, Missouri. Like any of the rest of us in the investment business, he often encountered people who were nervous about investing. I'm gonna wait until things seem better, people told him. His response was priceless. The best time to plant an oak tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. 
Now is a great time to take control of your finances. It's the perfect time to start planning your freedom tour. Money is freedom, and freedom is fun.